Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the Book of Boredom with myself, Brother Paul, and my eternal concubine, Sister Patience. Hey, Brother Paul. How are you, Sister Patience? I'm living it up. I had a good couple of coding days. Yeah, because you do coding for work, don't you? I do. Yeah. You know what? It almost pays the bills. Almost. <laughs> And Patreon pays the rest of the bills, people. That's right. Patience needs to live, people. Give patience some money. That sounds good. So what's news with you in the last week? What's What's going on? Last week I got some Botox. Oh, really? You got Botox? I figured that before my money runs out, I might as well look good. Yeah. Who knows when I'll get another shot of that crap. So what did you get Botoxed? Well, I got the bit between the eyes there so that I don't get a giant crease and look like Gordon Ramsay. Okay. We're an audio-only podcast, but everyone who's met me has seen I've got a little scar between my eyebrows. Oh, are you Goliath? No, it's because when I was a kid, <laughs> I headbutted a nail. What? I had a lot of unusual injuries when I was a kid. What were you doing headbutting a nail? I don't know. I was like three or four. I fell off a swing or something and like my head hit a nail. Paul, Paul, Paul. It's cool because if you've ever seen Harrison Ford, he's got like that little scar under his bottom lip. And Harrison Ford, of course, is one of the sexiest men of all time. Oh, definitely. So mm. I compare myself to Harrison Ford. You know, he's got the sexy oh, okay. little scar under the lip. I've got the sexy little scar between my eyebrows. Therefore, I am almost as sexy as Harrison Ford. There's just one thing you need to do to be as sexy as Harrison Ford. Uh, be a successful movie star. Crash planes. Oh, yes, yes. The pilot of the Millennium Falcon can't fly <laughs> a light plane. <laughs> It's pretty badass, though, that he crashes them and then still walks away. Yeah, yeah. Callista Flockhart, she picked well, didn't she? Absolutely. Yeah, Harrison Ford is one of those guys that all the women want to be with him and all the men want to be him. I would totally turn for Harrison Ford. Oh. He can crash his plane in my field any day, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> We're going to hang out this coming weekend, aren't we, which will be awesome. We are. Hopefully this time I won't forget. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm heading down for the World Science Festival because I am a science nerd and we didn't get it last year, obviously, because of the pandemic. There's a couple of science communicators that I love that I'm hoping I can meet this weekend. Yeah, you were telling me it wasn't so much what they were conveying, it was more that they were the vessel. Yes. So there is a science podcast I absolutely love called Science Versus. Oh. Every week they pick a different topic, analyze from a scientific perspective. And there's a host of that show called Wendy Zuckerman. She has the cutest voice of anyone I've ever heard. It's amazing. She's doing one of the shows down there. So I want to go down and say, Wendy, just talk to me. I don't care what else you do. Just talk. Not a lot of people would have heard of her, but she's really cool. Great science communicator. With a smooth voice for radio. Yes. She's got this Australian accent that she talks in that is just like so amazing oh. and fun. Is she Australian though? Well, she's half Australian, half American, but yeah, she does the show in her Australian accent. If you're interested in science, check out Science Versus. That's me this week. I've had a pretty quiet week. How's the weather where you are? It's been raining like crazy up here. Yeah, apparently we're set for flooding. I can't go to Brisbane if it's flooded. Oh, that's right. If they flood you out, you can always come and stay in our shoebox. You can sleep standing up in the shower. So this is kind of like Futurama. Yeah, a little bit. Bender in the closet, standing <laughs> up, you know, he's like, there's space in here for another one and a half humans. What are you talking about? I love that show. I've been binge watching The Simpsons. 
The only New Year's resolution I made in 2020 was I wanted to watch an episode of The Simpsons every day, get through the entire series. How did Mormons feel about The Simpsons amongst evangelical groups? A lot of them were quite anti The Simpsons. There were a lot of Mormons that were kind of like, don't watch The Simpsons, The Simpsons is bad. But my family, that was like our rebellious thing. Oh. <laughs> Because not only do we watch it, but the Mormons teach on Sunday we're not meant to watch TV or do any other stuff. It's meant to be completely about devoting yourself to thinking about the Lord and church. But we had this thing every Sunday at like 6 o'clock, we turn the TV on. Dad would want to watch the news. And then at 6.30, The Simpsons came on. And so that was like our family thing. We sat and watched The Simpsons together. A lot of people in the church didn't like it, but that was one of my family's guilty pleasures. Your family was kind of thinking a little bit out of the box already. By Mormon standards, we were a little bit liberal and out there. <laughs> yeah, we weren't quite as hardcore as some others were. That's not to detract just how into it you guys really were, being liberal with some things, being okay with Dr. Pepper. Oh, you remember my love for Dr. Pepper? <laughs> yeah. That was replaced by vanilla Coke in the early oh, 2000s. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I do like a vanilla Coke. Mormons teach that caffeine is bad, so no coffee, no caffeinated soft drinks. What's the deal with caffeine? They have this thing called the Word of Wisdom, which is something that Joseph Smith brought in, which is meant to be about health things. And it says in there, the exact wording, I think, is hot drinks are not for the belly. Huh. But what they took that as was hot drinks like coffee or anything caffeinated. But Milo or hot chocolate, that's fine. <laughs> It was open to interpretation, so there are some Mormons that are oh hardcore, do not drink Coke, Pepsi, anything caffeinated. But Coke was like our little rebellious thing. You know, my dad struggled with that, especially when he was a bishop. He was like, I love Coke! I did not have my first drink of coffee until I was about 25. Wow. What did you think when you had one? Oh, I love coffee. I have like two or three a day now, at least. <laughs> coffee is brilliant. Same with alcohol. I did not have my first alcoholic beverage till I was about 25. I remember my first beer. I went to the barman, give me a beer. He's like, what kind of beer? I was like, there's different kinds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you recommend? And so he's like, okay, what size do you want? You know, schooner, pot, glass. I was like, what? Um, beer? Can you just give me a beer? <laughs> and so I, I had no idea that, like, you know, beer came in different flavours, different types, different sizes. Same with coffee. See, I'd always drunk Milo as a kid. And, and if you remember, when you were a kid with Milo, you put, like, heaps of scoops of Milo in. And then you put the milk in, then you kind of stir it up so you get frothy Milo at the top. <laughs> Right? And so when I first had a coffee, Milo was my only reference. So I was like, oh yeah, just you know, four or five scoops, that'll be fine. Oh no! <laughs> Damn, you blew my tits off. <laughs> so, so I've learned now, you know, coffee-wise, two spoonfuls is more than enough. How did you feel after your first coffee? Oh, I loved it. I've been drinking coffee ever since. It's great. I always found the fact that you guys didn't drink coffee and stuff to be really weird because instead of the coffee, you were having Coke, which arguably full sugared Coke is probably worse than a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, it's heaps worse. But like I said, not, not all Mormons did it. Like there's a lot of Mormons who will say, no, Coke is bad, do not drink Coke. But you know what the irony is? The church owns stock in a lot of different businesses. And for a long time, they held a lot of stock in Coca-Cola. <laughs> okay. And then at some stage, they decide to sell up and move on. But they don't talk about that. Oh, of course because not. Because the churches are like, don't drink caffeinated beverages. 
what else have they got stock in that's controversial to what they believe? Well, I don't know if it's controversial, but they own stock in Facebook. Oh, really? They own stock in Zoom. They have a business investment portfolio that's worth about $300 billion. And their argument is they're keeping it for when Jesus comes back. Because Jesus created everything. He owns everything, but he's going to need some cash when he shows up. Oh, of course. So he's going to need, like, the golden toilet throne and, you know. <laughs> the Mormon church literally has enough money that they could end world hunger. But they won't spend it because they're waiting for Jesus. Jesus is going to need it. <laughs> yep. Something that came out recently in America where they're based, there's a lot of people saying, well, you should be paying tax on this shit. They're invested in so much and they're not paying any taxes on it. What would Jesus do with that money? Oh. You know, Jesus apparently was all like, you know, care for the needy and the poor and the sick and look after them. The church is like... No, we're going to keep it. Yeah. What would Jesus do? That is a really good question. I don't think anyone really knows what Jesus would do. See, if you read the New Testament, Jesus was all about looking after the poor and the needy. Yeah, it does seem that way. Every religion that believes in him seems to think, no, <laughs> we want the money for ourselves. If you had $300 billion, okay, what would you do? I think I'd want to make myself not answerable to anyone. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'd set up my own country or something. <laughs> the patient's country. Yeah. I have no idea what I could do personally with that much money. I've got ideas, Paul. I've got lots of good ideas, let me assure you. I would honestly use it to help people in need because I'm like... I wouldn't. I don't believe in charity, so I wouldn't use it to help people. Oh, really? You keep it all for yourself? Yep. What I would do, though, when I died, I'd will it to Doctors Without Borders. So I would do that. You selfish little bitch. <laughs> Selfishness is a good thing. Everything I ever wanted, I could not possibly spend that much money. I'd find ways of investing it in a way that made me happy for sure. Yeah, yeah. Buying my okay. own country and having, uh, you know, just the right kitchen and the right house and that sort of okay. stuff and a nice so, place for me and Christy so, to work. So all of the uh, Pacific Islands right now, patients will buy you if she can. <laughs> if I could. Oh. <laughs> and then I'd have to set up my own security because you're your own country. You're also your own military, right? So you'd have oh, to yeah, defend okay. yourself. Okay, okay. Like I wouldn't want to invade anyone. I'd just want to defend myself. I don't want yeah. pirates coming in and taking my stuff. I wouldn't be an evil dictator. I no. would be a good supreme overlord. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to rule anyone. I just want to rule myself. Yeah, okay. All right. So anyway, with your Patreon dollars... <laughs> We will be buying our own Pacific Islands. <laughs> Thank you for your donations. Okay, everyone, we're going to take a quick break from our show to bring you a message from our sponsors this week. Hey, Dad, can we play some board games together? I'm sorry, honey. I have ward council meeting tonight. Church comes first. Okay, I'll go and do crap. Imagine what a little time can do for your family. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So were you a Mormon paying 10% of your income to the church? Well, how would you like to put that money towards something that actually works? Join our Patreon at Patreon Book of Boredom. And for as little as $2 a month, you can contribute to us 
You can help us with our recording equipment. You can help patients with the recording programs. You can help me with my alcohol abuse. And it will not cost you 10% of your income. It'll cost you just $2 a month. You hear that? $2 a month and you can subscribe to our Patreon and get exclusive access to Patreon-only stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon-only episodes. And so... Rather than pay your 10% tithing to the church, pay $2 a month to us to hear the subscription and get yourselves into heaven. Heaven! Heaven! I love it, Paul. Tell us about the first episode on Patreon. I don't know. What is the first episode on Patreon? (laughs) Oh, that's right. You can hear me give my review of Murder Amongst the Mormons Netflix special, which aired recently. That is our first Patreon subscriber-only episode. And then moving forward, we'll have a lot of other Patreon-only exclusive content with myself and Sister Patience. Say hi, Sister Patience. Niffy! We will send you a whole bunch of nephies if you subscribe to our Patreon. So $2 a month gets you exclusive access to our Patreon. And what's that URL? It would be patreon.com slash book of boredom. I don't know. You look after that stuff. (laughs) You got it right the first time. Yay! (laughs) Patreon.com slash book of boredom is our Patreon. Sign on in and we would love to hear from you. Thank you. (gasps) Thank you, Brother Paul. Give your money to something real and not the church. Just get into reading this goddamn book. Cuddling my new guitar as we talk. I'm like giving it big cuddles. Keeping it warm. Yep, yep, yep. So, by the way, I love beer, but it is very high in calories. Like a single can of beer is like the equivalent of eating two slices of pizza. And let's face it, my belly is not particularly good right now. I've put on a bit of weight recently. So I've decided to add a vodka because it's less calories. I will argue it's the healthy option. The other drinking option that you could do Mm. that's still a little bit rebellious is just make sure you drink something that Mormons don't like. Well, that would be Coke. It could be even tea. (laughs) Tea? I could have a nice cup of tea and the Mormons would not like it. You are correct. Because the Mormons will not drink tea or coffee. You know, Japan really loves their green tea. Oh, how did it go over in Japan with the no tea thing? Well, apparently green tea was bad. Yeah. And, and so Japanese Mormons could not drink green tea, which what? is like the drink in Japan. Everybody has the green tea. You live there too. Like, you cannot live in Japan without green tea. Trying to get them to stop giving me green tea where I worked was just insane. They didn't get the message. <laughs> Almondon does not approve of Japanese green tea. It didn't even have caffeine in it. But they were like, no green tea. Green tea does have a shit ton of caffeine in it. Oh, does it? Yeah, people drink it to lose weight. I want some green tea now. I haven't had green tea for ages. Turns my stomach. All teas do. Yeah. It's just too rough on it, but coffee doesn't. Mm. Coffee's all right. Yeah. All right, so I am enjoying a vodka. Mm. it be interesting to see how that affects you differently. So, so far, so good. <laughs> Chapter nine. All right, start reading to me. I'm listening. <laughs> I'll give it to you, Paul. Oh, please do. <laughs> All right, so first Nephi chapter nine. Nephi! Nephi! Oh, by the way, I'm loving the sound effects. 
Wait till you hear next week's sound. I think I might change it each week. If anyone has any suggestions of what would make a good sound, I'm open to that as well. Awesome! Put them on the Facebook group, tweet us or whatever you want to do. All right, well, start reading to me, baby. Chapter 9. Verse 1. And all these things did my father see and hear and speak as he dwelt in a tent in the valley of Lemuel and also a great many more things which cannot be written upon these plates. Some people think they know where the Valley of Lemuel is. Obviously, it never existed. We covered this on the Facebook page, didn't we? Because you did the research. Yeah. Where the Mormons think the Valley of Lemuel and the River of Laban was. Three days, no sleep, non-stop walking to get there. Verse 2. And now, as I have spoken concerning these plates, behold, they are not the plates upon which I make a full account of the history of my people. For the plates upon which I make a full account of my people, I have given the name of Nephi. Wherefore, they are called the plates of Nephi, after mine own name. And these plates also are called the plates of Nephi. Did he just say it twice? Three times, I think. I have given the name my name, and I've named them after me, and the name I've given them is Nephi. I'm beginning to think that Nephi might actually be a little bit retarded. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he just blindly goes along with whatever his dad says, and is just like, oh, whatever you say, Uh, I believe your stupid lunatic ravings. There's other plates which I call Nephi. Which also is my name. My name, your name, everybody's name. Perfectly normal. Oh my God. Verse 3. Nevertheless, I have received a commandment of the Lord that I should make these plates for the special purpose that there should be an account engraven of the ministry of my people because Joseph Smith fucked up the narrative of the first one and now he had to make a second version and this is why we have Nephi. Exactly! (laughs) Keep going. Verse 4. Upon the other plates should be engraven an account of the reign of the kings and the wars and contentions of my people. Wherefore, these plates are for the more part of the ministry, and the other plates are for the more part of the reign of the kings, and the wars and contentions of my people. Oh my God, that English was weird. The more part. Do you have a more part, Paul? Uh, I don't know where he's going here. I've never heard of that. He's writing two sets of plates. Which again, he's not writing in shorthand, so we got the ching, 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 ching. <laughs> There's one set dealing with the spiritual stuff and one set dealing with the non-spiritual stuff. Oh, is that what he's trying to say? I think so. That's what we used to be taught in church anyway. It's like, where is this other record then? And which one are we reading? He doesn't tell us. It seems like this is the spiritual one, but... It's hard to tell with Joseph Smith because none of it seems that spiritual. (laughs) No. It's almost as if he was just making it up as he goes. Fancy that. I know. Crazy thought. Wherefore, the Lord hath commanded me to make these plates for a wise purpose in him, which purpose I not know, but the Lord knoweth all things from the beginning. Wherefore, he prepareth a way to accomplish all his works among the children of men. For behold, he hath 
all power unto the fulfilling of all his words. And thus it is. Amen. What the fuck? I don't know what he was going on about there. Joseph is getting Nephi to say that this purpose is wise. He's the purpose later on. So he's talking himself up in his own writing. That's very clever, Joseph. It's not that clever, though. <laughs> uh, I must. I'm trying to remember what I thought when I was an actual Mormon reading these verses. It's not coming to me right now. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Maybe your mind wandered to that beautiful picture of Mariah Carey you had on your bedroom wall. I did like a little bit of Mariah Carey in that <laughs> room, so, uh, yeah. That's an interesting question. Do Mormons have problems with pop music and rock music and Oh yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So in the nineties I was very much into like grunge and alternative rock. Yeah, it was evil apparently according to the church. Wow. But that was always my guilty pleasure. Like, it was my rebellious thing. I lived the church in every other regard, but I was like, no, music, you cannot take my music from me. It seems like your family had this whole relationship with guilty pleasures where you were okay to have one guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. too bad. I had my parents, my church leaders and everything tell me that the music I was listening to was evil or whatever, but I was like, no, I'm not going to give up. I love this music. This is my music. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thing. I stuck to it. I love it. I'm glad you stuck to it. All right, let's go. Chapter 10. All right. And now I, Nephi, proceed to give an account upon these plates of my proceedings and my reign and ministry. He reigned? What did he reign over? That will come. Oh, okay. Wherefore, to proceed with mine account, I must speak somewhat of the things of my father and also of my brethren, of which I'm explaining very clearly because Joseph Smith will fuck it up in yeah. a couple of thousand years' time. And he's taking a lot. A lot of space in the gold plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two. For behold, it came to pass. Yay! After my father had made an end of speaking the words of his dream and also of exhorting them to all diligence, he spake unto them concerning the Jews. Oh, here we go. What's Joseph Smith got to say about the Jews? You just know it's not going to be good. Nah. Verse 3, that after they should be destroyed... Even the great city Jerusalem and many be carried away captive into Babylon according to the own due time of the Lord. Oh my God, that's a selling mistake or something. Yeah, just ignore that. Move on. Just ignore that. They should return again. Yea, even be brought back out of captivity. Semicolon. And after they should be brought back out of captivity. Ching, 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 ching. They should possess again the land of their inheritance. Oh my God, that was a long sentence. Yeah, a whole sentence in one verse. <laughs> verse four. Yea, even 600 years from the time that my father left Jerusalem, a prophet would the Lord God raise up among the Jews, even a Messiah, or in other words, a savior of the world. Oh my God, so long-winded. Ah, they must have run out of gold plate by now. Can you imagine how expensive this would be? He's basically saying Jesus is coming, look out. Yeah, or even if they want to be a bit cagey about it, a Messiah is coming. But he said it twice. Yeah. He said it twice. In other words. <laughs> Once is not enough. You need double your Messiah these days, okay? In other words, who says that? I don't think I've ever read that in the Bible. I should check that out. He's just saying Jesus is coming. The Messiah is coming. 
Or in other words... So is Christmas. Jesus is coming coming all over your face. Oh, he loves it. Oh, my God. Yay. Oh, that's right. I'm still there. Verse five. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still there. Come streaming over my face. Yeah. All right. And he also spake concerning the prophets. How great a number had testified of these things concerning this Messiah of whom he had spoken or this Redeemer of the world. Full stop. Verse six. Wherefore all mankind were in a lost and in a fallen state. Aww. Oh, those poor people. <laughs> and ever would be, save they should rely on this Redeemer. And he spake unto... No, I stuffed that up. But I shouldn't blame myself. It's just that it's poorly written. How could you? I'm perfect. Joseph Smith isn't. Uh, not acceptable. <laughs> and he spake also concerning a prophet who should come before the Messiah. Oh, okay. John the Baptist is this or is this someone else? I think so. Well done on your scripture memory. It's like he's read the Bible or something and is now just regurgitating it all for us. Like he's plagiarizing it or something. And much more clearly than Isaiah ever did. Yeah, you are right. He is talking about John the Baptist. Well done. He should be making it more cagey, though, more difficult to work out if he's really trying to sound like a prophet. There's sections where he's cagey and sections where he's obvious. Oh, okay. You just have to have the spirit when you read it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So far, he's really nephying it up, isn't he? Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Verse 8. Yea, even he should go forth and cry. (laughs) Oh, cry. In the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Do they have to be straight? Mm. I like it better when it's bent. Yeah, nobody (laughs) likes being straight. (laughs) For there standeth one among you whom ye know not semicolon and he is mightier than i whose shoes latchet i am not worthy to unloose and much spake my father concerning this thing i've been to big w recently and i bought my sandals for 10 bucks yeah how much money does jesus spend on sandals give the sandals to caesar and give to god what's god's I can do that. All right. So Jesus likes expensive sandals, apparently. He won't just take the regular cheap stuff. Oh, I'm beginning to like him more all the time. Let's see how much he likes sandals. And my father said he should baptize in Bethabara, beyond Jordan. And he also said... What? what? Bethabara? Bethabara. Where the fuck is Bethabara? I should look that up. Maps.google.com. Okay, please do. Let me get that for you, Paul. Bethabara. Bethabara. Oh. <laughs> and it pops up as the third option, the baptismal site of Jesus Christ. Oh, Bethabara. That's where Jesus got baptized. Okay. Go, Jesus. You're cool. I wonder if that's something only Mormons think, though. I don't think so. I think this is a considered thing. Oh. But saying beyond, how are you supposed to know which side? Having a look here now, I'm just zooming out to see whereabouts. Mm. So the Jordan River flows into the Dead Sea. So it's up up in Israel or close to there. 
It's Azor Holy Waters. Oh, okay. And it looks like where they think Jesus was baptized was on the other side, the side that's further away from Jerusalem. So I guess that means if you're going from Israel, it's beyond. Ooh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. I do know that there's a lot of people who claim to be Christian that have been, like, baptized there. Oh, really? Because they're trying to show off that they're, like, better than everybody else. Uh, As long as they have fun swimming. Yeah. Bring a jet ski. Beyond Jordan, and he also said he should baptize with water, even that he should baptize the Messiah with water. Ooh. Whatever. And after he had baptized the Messiah with water, he should behold and bear record that he had baptized the Lamb of God, who should take away the sins of the world. Where did it ever say that in the Bible? That's like a New Testamentism. The Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. Was it tasty? Lambs are stupid. (laughs) They are kind of stupid. That's one thing that bothers me, okay? So they talk about the Lord being your shepherd and you being a lamb. It's like, hang on, shepherds don't care for sheep unless they want to fleece them or kill them. Yeah, they don't. Oh, wow, that's profound, Paul. Yeah, I know. Who wants to be a lamb? Lamb's a stupid animal. Yeah, which we are kind of like. I never got the Lord is thy shepherd thing because I'm like, lambs are stupid. Yeah, well, they are kind of stupid, but humans are kind of stupid too. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, I'll look in a minute, okay? So Lily's just here talking to me about her rats. Her rats? She got pet rats. Yeah, she has pet rats. Well, that's pretty cool. Six of them. I bet you started with two and they just got more. Almost. We had four. And then what happened was she fell asleep with them in her bed with her. Okay. <laughs> so my dog Jedi killed a couple of them. Oh. And so we got like three to replace the oh. original three. Then we found one that went missing. Oh, okay. So he is back, and then we got, like, another two after that because I'm a sucker of a parent. <laughs> you sound like an awesome parent. <laughs> I try. Get back to eating this damn thing. So, yeah, he had baptised the Lamb of God who should take away the sins of the world. It just sounds like he's just rattling off the Bible. Anyway. Good for him. And it came to pass. Yay! After my father had spoken these words, he spake unto my brethren concerning the gospel which should be preached among the Jews, and also concerning the dwindling of the Jews in unbelief. And after they had slain the Messiah, who should come? And after he had been slain, he should rise from the dead and should make himself manifest by the Holy Ghost unto the Gentiles. This is sounding so New Testament at a time when Isaiah was being written. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just the horse. There's no way this came at the same time. Yea, even my father spake much concerning the Gentiles and also concerning the house of Israel, that they should be compared like unto an olive tree whose branches should be broken off, snap, and should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. Oh, my God. They just love putting stuff on people's faces, don't they? Yeah, I'm reading this now, and I'm like, why did I believe this? 
what is this shit? <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? What were you thinking when you were reading this? I guess you were just so convinced it was right. I guess I kind of glazed over chapters like this. So I was like, yeah, it's not important. I'll read another section, maybe. You were thinking Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Mariah yeah. Carey is hot. Your mind I'm drifted. About Mariah Carey. Your mind drifted to Mariah Carey, and I wouldn't be surprised if your mind still drifts to Mariah Carey while reading this horse shit. Oh, yeah, Mariah Carey is hot. Yep. Okay. There we are. And you at home should yep. do that too, because this is truly some of Joseph Smith's shittiest work, and he had a lot of shitty work. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this is definitely up there. Holy fuck. And we're only in verse 12. There's another 10 verses of this shit. Can you do it? I'll shit it in. Here we go. All right. Okay. Wherefore, he said it must needs be that we should be led with one accord into the land of promise unto the fulfilling of the word of the Lord that we should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. Uh, We should have a special ding for when he does the it must needs be Uh. that because... That's a few times he's done that now, and it just sounds so wrong. Okay, again, listeners, this is an audio-only podcast, but if you could see my face right now, I'm like, what? (laughs) What the fuck? I'm not even sure it's worth pulling that one apart. Keep going. Keep going, patience. I'm listening. And after the house of Israel should be scattered, they should be gathered together again. Or, in fine, after the Gentiles had received the fullness of the gospel, the natural branches of the olive tree, or the remnants of the house of Israel, should be grafted in, or or come to the knowledge of the true Messiah. <laughs> their Lord and their Redeemer. Paul keeps pulling strange faces at this horse shit. <laughs> I'm laughing at my face right now because I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? He knew how to write a confusing book, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Are you keeping up? I think so. It's the whole thing how the Gentiles are being grafted in. The Gentiles are not the Jewish people. Okay. But they're being grafted in through Jesus and it all just doesn't really make sense, but that's what yeah. I think he's getting at. We should probably take some screenshots of my face. We should. You do that, Paul. <laughs> Send them to me and I can put it in the show notes. <laughs> I keep going. Um, I'm, I'm listening. Right. I'm, you have my undivided attention. Oh, okay. And after this manner of language did my father prophesy and speak unto my brethren. Yay, Lehi! <laughs> and also many more things which I do not write in this book. Oh, thank fuck for that. What the fuck did he write then? For I have written as many of them as were expedient for me in mine other book. Oh, sure. That's a good way to gloss over all of your mistakes, Smitty. Expedient. <laughs> I love the word expedient. That is a cool word. I think he must have read the dictionary before having this session with Oliver Cowdery. Yeah, yeah. It is not expedient for me to talk to you about all the things that are expedient. Verse 16, and all these things of which I have spoken were done as my father dwelt in a tent. I'm still in the tent. Oh, he did everything in a tent. Oh. This guy should do like a camping YouTube thing. In the Valley of Lemuel. Yeah. How to camp in a tent on YouTube. Oh, he should. I would listen to that. He knew all about tents. He did. 
And when he got aroused, I'm sure that he often pitched a tent in his pants. He's good at all the tenting things. And it came to pass. Yay! After I, Nephi, having heard all the words of my father, told him to go fuck off. No. Concerning the things which he saw in a vision, and also the things which he spake by the power of the Holy Ghost, which power he received by faith on the Son of God, and the Son of God was the Messiah who should come. I, Nephi, was desirous also that I might see and hear and know of these things by the power of the Holy Ghost, which is the gift of God, unto all those who diligently seek him, as well in times of old, as in the time that he should manifest himself unto the children of men, and also when sentences are stupidly long. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> who has tickets on himself there? Holy that's got to take almost the cake for the longest. Uh, <laughs> first Nephi 10.17. I'm going to look that up later and just see how fucking long that is. That's all one sentence. He just kept adding extra thoughts. He's like, God loves me and nobody else. I am the God's beloved. And also this. And this. And this other thing. And this, which is also this. EM dash. Oh, back to my original thought. <laughs> I will admit I'm very drunk right now, but even if I wasn't, that would still like be hilarious. You seem particularly sloshed tonight, Paul. This is amusing. You're gone, buddy. You're so gone. Vodka is good. Vodka! He's like, God loves me. I will tell you all about God. The Messiah is my God. I love God. God is all with me. Come, let me talk to you about God. <laughs> Holy You're so <laughs> wasted, Paul. You're hardly making sense. But Nephi. Oh, I better keep reading this thing. Next time, dilute it with some orange juice. Come on, Nephi. You gotta come on first, Nephi. Come on, hit me with Nephi. All right, here we go. For he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the way is prepared for all men from the foundation of the world. If it so be that they repent and come unto him. Come on to him. No, come on to him sorry <laughs> okay he is the same yesterday and today unless they decide to change the doctrine in which case he's not no which seems to happen all the time <laughs> yes so in all seriousness we've talked a little bit about the sexism and the racism and that's the sort of stuff in the mormon church so he has changed his mind about some of these things so he is not the same today as he was yesterday he is the same as whatever the social norm is at the time yeah isn't that interesting and that's what you find with religions all through the world that they really aren't a hundred percent holding to whatever scripture mm. it's always a about dogma that is influenced by the social structure of the time. Exactly! Whatever the last prophet choked up for breakfast. Pretty much! Uh, we're nearly at the end of this chapter, go! For he that diligently seeketh shall find, and the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto them by the power of the Holy Ghost, as well in these times as in times of old, and as well in times of old as in times to come. Wherefore, the course of the Lord is one eternal round. And another round on me, says Paul. <laughs> he pretty much just said God is the same. He just keeps going around in circles. 
Therefore, remember, O man, for all thy things thou shalt be brought into judgment. Wherefore, if ye have sought to do wickedly in the days of your probation, then ye are found unclean before the judgment seat of God, and no unclean thing can dwell with God. Wherefore, ye must be cast off forever. What? What? I'd like to think that the judgment seat is where God's just sitting there in judgment, squeezing one out and hoping he doesn't get hemorrhoids. I hope so. That would be awesome. I've recently redesigned my toilet. I've got like plastic bushes and stuff behind my toilet. Because I'm like, if you're going to spend time there, you want it to be a relaxing experience. I'll send you a photo. Yeah, you sent me some photos of your shitter. I'm sure it's first class. I am so drunk right now. It's awesome. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. And the Holy Ghost giveth authority that I should speak these things and deny them not. <laughs> That's it. We finished it, Paul. All right. Well, let's wrap this up this week. I will give you some photos of my toilet. <laughs> Thanks for this Book of Mormon study today. Thank you. And if you're listening at home, please follow us on whatever podcasting app and write us a nice review. Do that. Do that. You can send all the hate mail to Paul. Love you. Thank you, everybody. Send the nice comments to me. Stay scriptural. Bye.